Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everyone, welcome back. This week we are talking about keeping the fire and passion for God or depending on where you're at, getting the fire and passion for God. Um, Hannah, you can kick us off this week. Where do you want to start? Well, I would like to start, please, Joy, um, (laughs) thinking about where passion for God was birthed in me. And and there's various things you could say, and we've done our podcast, haven't we, sharing our stories of where we came to know Jesus. But um, I think that passion for God in my life was birthed really sort of significantly when realizing like how what a rebel I was but how he comes and washes me totally clean how does that not win your heart over to him Mm. in a deeply passionate way I like it totally won my heart over to him because what he'd done for me was so immense and and then following that being really filled in the with the Holy Spirit really having an encounter a powerful encounter with him um again that really like brought it alive a passion for God really birthed it in me um and then since then like I said in our podcast we did when we shared our stories that is a bit of a watermark in my life of passion for God like he just he did something then that I don't see a way back from ever yeah but having said that obviously fickle human being that I am like my passion for him it's definitely like ebbed and flowed over the years I think there's times where I felt a bit like going through the motions maybe like routine of things and then there's been other times where I've just felt so aware of him and his presence and wanting more of him, wanting to read his Bible, wanting to read the Bible. What is his Bible? Um, (laughs) No problem with that. Um, And and like having different experiences of him that have been just as wonderful, if not quite different from that first time I really met with the Holy Spirit, having different encounters that has been wonderful. Um, I guess you would say the same for you as well, of things ebbing and flowing. Um, has that been your experience? No, I've just been on fire the whole time. So yeah, constant. Obviously. <laughs> just constant, no fickleness in my life. Um, no, obviously I'm totally the same as you. And I was thinking that, yeah, the same, once Jesus has grabbed a hold of you and shown you who he is and made you aware of how lost you were without him, yeah, bringing, bringing you out of that darkness into that light, then you're right, that absolutely changes something that you can never go back from. And yeah, I was thinking, like you were saying, oh, I just, it's so easy to get blasé about it. It shouldn't be that easy given... How wonderful What an amazing, yeah, what an amazing (laughs) difference that Jesus makes. It shouldn't be that blasé. And so I've had times like you that I've been really passionate about Jesus and I've been really on fire for God. And then other times where you're right, it does just feel like you're reading your Bible because that's what you do and Mm. spending some time with him because that's what you do and going to church because it's a Sunday, you know, and all all those things. And Mm. I'm 
I, I don't like that because I'm not that sort of person. I'm sort of an all or nothing person. So I'm either in it or I'm not in it. Mm. Um, I don't like that sort of feeling of I'm doing it, but I don't, why am I doing it again? And yeah. all of that. And yeah, when I was thinking about that, this, I was like, you see it in the Bible a lot though, don't you? With like, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, we're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> um, all these people sort of coming and going in terms of their commitment or um, steadfastness to God. Yeah. That doesn't make it right or better, no, but no. you do sort of feel like, yeah. oh, at least I'm not the only one that goes through this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to know that he understands our yeah. humanity so thoroughly, yeah. isn't it? And just yeah, yeah knowing that we're going to ebb and flow it's a relief to know that he knows that, isn't it? And yeah. then to remember that he he knows that. So he is actually in heaven interceding for us right now because he yeah. knows that's yeah. what he's doing. And when like uh, the Bible calls him our adversary, the devil, doesn't he prowls around like a roaring lion waiting for someone to accuse? While he's doing that, while he's looking for someone to accuse, Jesus is also sat in heaven right now advocating for us before yeah. the father helping us stay faithful yeah. helping us stay passionate yeah but I feel like he interrupted you there with that thought that came to my mind were you going to say something else well if I was it's gone now <laughs> <laughs> well why don't you dive in with then because you I know before we started this chat and just just people listening genuinely we don't really talk about this much in advance. No, do we, we don't. Try? Until we Which just... you may be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, right now you might be able to tell. But we generally say this is the topic and then we don't really discuss it until we're recording it. So you are getting hot off the press, fresh <laughs> yeah. thoughts between us. But yeah. Joy did say before we start this conversation, you said when you were thinking about this theme, you just kept getting to mind top tips and ideas for the ways that you have fanned into flame that passion for God um, and things that you've proactively done to help feed that passion. Do you want to share some of them? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't sure. heard them yet, so I'm be <laughs> intrigued. You're waiting know. with bated breath. <laughs> I am. Yeah, well, I, I think that when you were saying that about fanning into flame, it does make me think that, sure, God can grab hold of us, and he does, but... Yeah, that there is also something active in it as well, isn't it? That yeah. sometimes you can find yourself thinking, God, I just want you to do it. I just want you to put a fire and a passion in me. And that's a great thing to pray for. But actually, yeah, like you say, there are things that we can actually do that help. For me, yeah, I think when yeah. I was just thinking this through, like I don't think there's a shortcut to this yeah. at all, other than increasing the amount of time that you spend with Jesus. Um, mm. And that's always the response that, I used to get when I used to go to conferences or hear people that really inspired me say stuff they always used to say comes from spending more time with Jesus and you used to think ah I don't have the time (laughs) (laughs) but actually like I've really seen in my own life that just increasing the amount of time I spend with him and that doesn't have to be like you know if you normally spend time with God in the morning that you make that longer but actually for me it was just about connecting in more like at different points throughout the day yeah Um, because I always used to like sort of spend time with God in the morning or the evening or whatever and I found that I do that but actually now just it might be a quick quick sort of prayer here and there throughout the day but that in the end made me feel a bit more connected and I've particularly like we've talked about in a previous podcast about just the last six months for me have been quite full on 
and intense. And so that's actually pushed me into spending more time with Jesus. And then as a result <laughs> yeah. of that, yeah. I've then become more passionate about God just because spending time with God like, and spending time with Jesus, I can't fail to come away feeling more passionate about him. Um, yeah. that, I don't know. Does that sound glib? I don't know. But it is, re- I mean, it's, it's where I'm at with it, really, that every time I spend more time with, with God and I'm reminded about what he's done for me and I hear his voice and I, lis- I worship him and I listen to worship music, I just, it changes something in me. And the more I do that, the more I connect in with him. So I think for me, yeah. it has been that at the very base, basic sort of, thing of I've just increased the amount of time I spent with him and as I've done that my passion for him has increased I don't know do you find that yeah definitely and I really like that because what does that that says of him he's so good the more you get the more you want like that really honors him doesn't it and I think it's definitely true as well and I think so much of the time the problem and block to that is the fact that we're so busy and preoccupied with other things in life and it's not that he's not appealing it's just that we're so so frantic about the rest of life that we forget what is good like it says in Philippians doesn't it whatever is noble whatever is think about these things um and that changes your taste buds doesn't it I think even like um, absolutely what what you find appealing and the more time you spend with him the more appealing you realize he is no I think I think that's really true and I really love that and that has been true for me as well definitely the more time that I've set aside for him what, well, yeah, so I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead in my thoughts. The more time I've set aside for him, the more I want of him. But I remember a book that had a really profound impact on me when I was younger. And this is baby brain. I'm sure it's Brother Lawrence. <laughs> But oh, I, yeah. I want to say, brother, practicing the presence of God. Practicing the presence of God. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I really, that one, it had, because oh, for a minute there, I was like, it's not Brother Andrew. I know it's not Brother Andrew, <laughs> but I had a moment of doubt. So thank you for that. <laughs> that book had a real impact on me because I just love how his, his whole sort of attitude of like every moment spent with Jesus. Yeah. And that is what I want life to be Mm. I really would like that to be like yeah so you're talking about like moments in the day so I really want to I feel like I need to set set time aside where I have limited the amount of external distractions so that I can focus on him and listen to him I I need to do that because you can't I find like I can't I don't manage that really in the rest yeah. of life. There's too much else that's distracting me. Having said that, I also really want to learn the practice of the presence of God. I really want to learn to be with him in every moment, acknowledge him in every moment, whether it's stacking the dishwasher, whether it's writing emails. Like I want to be with him while I'm doing those things. Yeah. Um, and I found that book really helpful for just yeah. having that mindset from a young age. Like I want him in every moment but I want him for quality moments too. Um, And yeah, and so other things that have like really fed that passion for him, there are many, aren't there? And I, I will start with maybe what I think is possibly a bit of an unpopular one for for (laughs) some people, (laughs) but like, I would say church. So fundamentally in terms of like feeding that passion for him, like, going every week giving my money to the mission of it every week like being in on it 
not just attending it, not just going to see what hit I can get that week and leaving, but to be invested in it and wanting to and thinking about what can I bring to it as well. And I know, like, I know church is complicated for some people and even people listening. I know, like, I mean, I have as well had many difficult experiences in church, um, hurtful things in church life, lots of different things in church life. I know there's plenty of reasons that people can give of why to give up on it, but I have just found that passion for church and being committed to it, that bride of Christ, feeds that passion for him um and I know it can look different for all sorts of people and there are different like issues of accessibility of church for people as well I'm not I'm not trying to kind of dismiss the complications that there are in it but I do just feel it's become quite unpopular which saddens me because I think it's absolutely central in growing would you say the same yeah I would definitely say the same I think it's It's also about being in a church, being part of a church that you really feel is going to challenge you and inspire you. Mm. And you may not come away thinking every week that you want to be there, but actually committing to it (laughs) and, you know, being with the people and investing in the people and giving of yourself in those settings. And also because we need each other, like we really do, like as we've talked about difficult things that we've gone through. Um, I'm sure we've both benefited from having people around us that can pray for us, that can walk with us, that can Mm -hmm. um, look after us, that know what's going on with us. And so, yeah, I think it is finding a church that you feel is going to push you deeper in your relationship with God. Because Mm -hmm. I've heard other people say, you know, that, that sometimes they've been in churches and they felt that actually it's great for people that might come in that are just seeking um, but actually, it's harder to go deeper mm. with Jesus. Um, so I think definitely finding somewhere that's that is going to challenge you, that is going to make you think, that is going to provoke mm. you into deepening your relationship with God is really important because it is so easy to plateau in it, isn't it? It's just it's yeah. so easy to also, and I've done this myself, accept what you've always had. Even though yeah. you have that hunger in you for like more of, I want to see more of what God can do. I want to experience him more. And I think the reason why I haven't in the past done anything with that is because I felt that the only way to get that was exactly the answer that I just gave at the beginning of spending more time with Jesus, which I knew yeah. was the answer. But I'm like, just didn't know whether I was willing to sacrifice other stuff in order to do that. But yeah. as, we, as we both said, you know, as you start to do that, you go, I want more of this. The more yeah. time I spend with Jesus, the more I think his voice really has to be the one that I hear the most. And his presence really has to be the one that I seek the most. Yeah. Because it is the best. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. I love it. So it does come down to us individually taking responsibility our own hunger and passion for Jesus doesn't it like obviously overarching that we have a God who pursues us and who invites us and well I love it I love it in Hosea when he says he's gonna allure them to him um I think that's beautiful so he's always working to that end and then it but there is a responsibility on us for how much are we going to chase yeah. after him. But one of the other things 
So the responsibility is on us. But one of the other things that I have found helpful over the years, and I guess it's connected to church, is like being inspired by other people's faith journeys Mm. and what is going on for them at the moment and hearing their little stories of triumph. And they might not even seem like big significant. It might just be that person in the workplace Mm. who they've had a little bit of a breakthrough with or like it might be something going on in family. Or I just think it's just... I love that. I love the store, the daily, to borrow a line from Ikea, the wonderful everyday, (laughs) that, (laughs) the wonderful everyday faith journeys of people that you kind of, and what I love as well is, is people who are very different from me and people who are at a different life stage to me. Like I love it. People who are older and they've got different things going on and younger. And I just think it's so encouraging, isn't it? And sometimes when you're listening to someone tell a story about what God is doing in their life at the moment, it so often speaks into your situation and encourages you to keep going, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that I'd had that written down or spending time with people that like, Oh, the only phrase I've got is like the ooze Jesus, but that's such a weird phrase. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't think of anything else in the moment. I like um, it. But the, when you yeah. spend time with them, <laughs> you come away thinking spending time with them has just sort of fed my soul. Like they're, um, and it's yeah. not that they're always really passionate about God, but they're real in where they're at and they're real in what, yeah, in what yeah. God's doing with them. And that you can just tell that it's a real live of faith that they are pursuing God that they are seeking him that he is doing stuff in their lives and even if that's challenging stuff but you you just get a real sense of there's a real hunger there for Jesus and I really enjoy spending time with people like that that you come away thinking yeah I want a bit more of that in my own life and I've heard lots of different speakers I remember um, a guy um, called Simon Gillibo, who I heard when I was a teenager, and he spoke a lot about um, like living a radical Christian life. So like expecting a lot mm. from God and really going mm. after him with everything yeah. you've got. And that just massively impacted yeah. me and has stayed with me because it just really grabbed a hold of me and made me think that's what I want. Yeah, um, I want to be yeah. someone that really pursues God and really goes after everything that he has for me and doesn't just go, oh, well, this is what I've had, so this is what I'll settle with, um, but pushes into everything that he's going to do in me. And so spending time with other people who are like that is really helpful for me because it feels like, yeah. you know, to borrow, a, you know, um, an analogy from the Bible, you know, you're running that race together. Um, and yeah. so you're looking at them and going, you're, you're not comparing, but you're looking at them and you're like spurring each other on. Yeah, let's keep on. going. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I want to spend time with people that are, uh, that are sort of like, let's seek God for more. You know, let's see what he's going to do in yeah. this situation or say to me, you know, why don't you pray for this? Or why don't you reach out to that person that doesn't know Jesus? You know, I want, I want people around me who yeah. are going to do that. And I find more and more that I'm attracted to those people. And I really like spending time with those people particularly because they'll encourage me in my walk with Jesus yeah me too definitely and it's funny because you touched upon like um going to like a was that a a conference talking about that speaker yeah so I was thinking about that actually as well and the place for kind of those special events or special celebration events or whatever and they so frequently are times where I feel God has done something different or new or like 
fed into something um, and rebirthed or fanned into flame, something different. I think there's something about, uh, well, and I think there's something in Israel's history that God has set of like festivals or moments of remembrance that are sort of a break from the wonderful everyday. (laughs) Oh my um, goodness. (laughs) That are really important. I like You do love love Ikea. I love Ikea anyway. I do love Ikea. I'm surprised it's taken this Um, amount of podcasts for us to get that in. (laughs) To mention it. Yeah, that's true. I just love that phrase as well. The wonderful, that is wonderful. I love it. Um, (laughs) So those moments though were like, festivals special event moments of remembering I think are really important for feeding your soul as well so I think they're quite important not to miss because there's always pressures on time isn't there and it's easy to think oh I just missed that like one off occasion but actually it's so often those times when God really speaks you don't want to miss it but I do think like if you could only have one, I would take the like living life, regular everyday conversations with people on faith journeys over like the special event yeah. celebrations. But I really love the special event celebrations as well. Yeah. yeah, because you do need them. I mean, I know that people say you don't want to live for those so-called like mountaintop experiences, um, which considering that I last went to a conference about like seven years ago it's definitely not a thing in my yeah, life right I mean who's I know, been to I know. anything yeah um, they've all been cancelled exactly but um and I know that conferences can for other people feel quite pressurized situations of you know God yeah. has to move I need God to move um but I think we've shared in our history of just there are times where God has really met with us there um And I really encountered the power of the spirit really powerfully at a conference. But yeah, it's also then sort of taking those nuggets that you've learned there and then bringing them into the rest of life rather than keep seeking that sort of spiritual high, as it were, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I kind of feel if we're talking top tips as well, then we really should sort of Clearly, the Bible and yeah. prayer are quite well key, done, aren't they? For like, <laughs> get that in there. <laughs> and I'm not just saying. I know. I don't just mean it as a tick list. I know you don't. List exercise either, but they are just genuine. I mean, we've done the whole podcast on the Bible, so I guess people can hear our thoughts on that. We did a whole one on it because we both think it's so yeah. important. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> we haven't done one on prayer. Maybe yeah, we should we're going to do one, do one on prayer because. Yeah, yeah, because that is equally important in terms of fanning the flames. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I think that the other thing is Christian books. You know, I was quite interested here. So you mentioned about practicing the presence of God, but I've got a few go-to books. So for me, you know, Heidi Baker, who's a woman who's um, living and working in Mozambique with some of the poorest children. And I remember reading a book by her, Oh, it was about two years ago. And I had to put it down because I got so frustrated. And the reason why I got so frustrated (laughs) was because I was like, God, why does all this amazing stuff happen there? And it doesn't happen here. Um, And it doesn't happen in my (laughs) life. And I really, really profoundly heard God say to me, because you're not desperate for it. And I was like, oh, that really like got me to my core. Um, and he said it so gently, but I knew that it was him. And I, and that came out of just reading that book. And actually, since then, God has developed in me a real desperation for his power and his presence. 
But it was that book mm. that really sort of breathed life into it. Um, and so, mm. yes, anything by Heidi Baker, and I like Bill Johnson as well. And then I'm also reading a book um, by a guy called Smith Wigglesworth. Oh, yeah. And he sort of was a preacher in the early 20th century, and he always preached on faith. And he went around and prayed for healing for people. And so stuff like that, I just yeah. find really like life-giving because like you, Hannah, I like to hear the stories of faith. I like to hear yeah. how God moves because they make me go, well, I want this in my own life. So yeah. I want to pray for that and I want to seek it and I want to see what God's going to do. Yeah, I guess that, I mean, that is interesting because it is the same sort of thing, isn't it? So I enjoy hearing and walking a faith journey with people around me. But I guess reading those books, you're kind of, accessing people's faith journeys through history or from different parts of the world aren't you like yeah there's just so many aren't they like Jackie Pullinger yeah I loved that one when I was a teenager or um uh Nikki Cruz that name totally just went from my head I really loved George Muller as well when I was younger have you read all, all the orphanages oh it's just wonderful and it I think it's good because it stretches your mind of what good God can do yeah. Um, because it might be people who've got totally different, well, it probably will be people who've got totally different callings and giftings in their life. And what God's done with them is probably totally different from what you've done, but it just expands your idea of what is possible, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think also I was thinking that when I've lost passion in my life for Jesus, it's normally been because I... Well, either I'm not spending time doing any of these things that we've just talked about. Yeah. Or actually, I was thinking because I haven't processed disappointment. Properly, yeah. I like yeah. that we've talked about in another podcast. And so there's yeah. just been certain things that have been sitting with me for a while yeah. that I haven't dealt with. Or yeah. ang- I find anger or bitterness as well, actually, yeah. as well as disappointment. They can be such blocks, can't they? To yeah. And you can just feel quite irritated. You might be going to like a church service and you may be wanting to engage with it, but you just feel quite irritated. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's not good, is it? And that's such no. a block to your passion for Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even realise it is because, and or maybe we do and it's easier to not realise. But I also know for me, like if I feel like God's asked me to do something and I'm deliberately disobeying it, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, which I, when I was thinking about this, there are times in the past, I can't remember thankfully now what specifics were, but I, there have been times in the past where I've really felt God asking me to do something and I feel like I've been deliberately disobeying. And then that's put a yeah, bit a of barrier. a block, yeah, a bit yeah. of a barrier in my relationship with him. And so it's easier to just be like, oh, I'm just not really feeling it with Jesus than to actually look at that. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, disobedience I've definitely found for me yeah yeah I can relate to that as well I think for me maybe the thing that's been most dangerous because it's like a slow burn that grows is just sort of prioritizing different things and you maybe sort of say in the week oh well it's just been it's just been particularly busy week so I haven't had my time with Jesus like I normally would but then you find that goes into the next week and then it goes into the next week and then the next week and it's not like anything dramatic happens Mm. not like you have a really bad experience and you're super angry about it it's just that 
gradually over time yeah. you have allowed distance to come in between in your relationship with yeah. him and then you suddenly one day get to a point of feeling like well where is he yeah absolutely <laughs> oh yeah. it's so awful isn't it because as if he's gone anywhere yeah <laughs> like yeah. it says in James as if he's far from any one of us like, yeah draw near to God because he will draw near to you yeah um, yeah but it's just that's it's just yeah, it's subtle and it just feels like, you know, it's a perfectly acceptable reason why I haven't spent much time with him, intentionally spent much time with him this week. And it just goes on, doesn't it? Yeah. And also I find the more you then distance yourself, the more it's so easy for like cynicism and stuff to creep yeah, in of yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. is that actually real or is it just Christians, you know, hyping things up or things like that. It's funny, isn't it? How, you know, just as you start to move away from it, that it is much easier to then, to then sort of allow distrust or disbelief to, to build itself in your life. And cynicism, the more I've thought about that, cynicism is often a killer, I think, because it's a killer to faith, isn't it? You know, faith says God can and cynicism goes, hmm. Really? Can he? Not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as you say, it often these things are subtle and it feels like it takes a lot of work sometimes to keep yourself going spiritually. And then these other things can, can just come in and it feels like they can just wipe all of that progress out in a moment. Mm. Well, that intimacy just gone, isn't it? Yeah. But then we remember, I guess, that like you say, that you know, Jesus is interceding for us. And, you know, just like he was praying for Peter that his faith wouldn't fail. Yeah. He's praying for us and he's, um, and I remember saying to God a while back, which actually has been a really cool thing for me of saying to him, often I get really busy and in my own little world and I really need you to just call me away. Yeah. um, To just say to me. So I said, I remember specifically saying to God, I really give you permission, God, to just say to me, Come and be with me, Joy. Mm. And do you know, ever since I did that, he does that quite a lot. That's lovely. Um, And I'll just be doing something or getting the kids tea and I'll just hear or say to me, come and be with me, Joy. Or particularly I felt recently when something's really bothered me or upset me Mm. and I'm like trying to process it in my mind and suddenly I hear this clear voice just say, come and be with me, Joy. And then I'll go and sit down and just start processing it with God. But so for me... Some of it is giving him permission to sort of break in and, yeah, you know, he is always drawing us to him, but I think make us more aware of it, of, yeah. you know, um, come and talk to me, come and spend time with me. You know, I often say to God, like, come and like draw me in, make me want to do it because I'm really sorry, but I don't always want to do this, which sounds awful, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's like, that is sort of where my heart's at, God. So I need you to do it. And then I, and then I'll try and work with you on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he loves that sort of honest conversation with him, doesn't he? I think unless you've got anything really pressing to say, I think that's a really nice note mm. to end this one on as well, isn't it? Because we've talked about the things that we can proactively do, take responsibility and put habits in our life that we know are going to feed our soul. But I think that's a lovely thought to finish with of he's praying for us that we won't lose faith. And he is calling us away, alluring us to him to come and have a chat with him. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, we just have to ask. Just have to ask him to do that work in us and 
be open to it as well be open to maybe changing stuff in our life yeah to get that bit of extra time just like we would I guess with a human relationship like yeah what I mean like a yeah. relationship with a partner or a child or something yeah definitely great well thanks everyone um we'll be back again in two weeks time see you then bye see you then bye oh. thanks for listening if you have any questions or suggestions for topics please email questions at the not so perfect christian life.com 